What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? Soda. Maple syrup. I will never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Welcome to the Dive Bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks. I'm at Ref Marsh. We are at WOTR the show. Welcome to episode one. Did I say we're the Dive Bar? I forget. I'm not the best at episode one. Yeah, we're the Dive Yeah, yeah, I believe. I think people know by now that we're the Dive Bar. But unless you're new, then you wouldn't have known that. Well, it's only episode one. Everyone's new. Yeah. And what do you expect from a podcast that's kind of like has an alcohol scene that's a good point it's easy to get drunk yeah. and forget with me today yeah. for thursday night chaser we got miss amanda jane what's up miss amanda jane well hey miss amanda jane <laughs> hey marsh how's it going pretty good pretty good i'm just gonna start off yeah. real quick with a little what's in my glass i'm having more of that wine from last night just because it's it's like super keto friendly and it was two bucks a bottle so i got all the ones i could Whoa, that's now the new two buck check. Because well, it, was, it was on clearance. Shop. It wasn't supposed to be two bucks. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> because two buck check is now three fifty three forty nine chuck. And I'm like, that doesn't have the same ring. So obviously Trader Joe's is very bougie. I don't know who did that. Maybe the Elon Musks of the world. I don't know. Seems like a Don Callis kind of drink. Well, who knows? But yeah, so I'm actually making my own slush right here, right my with my Voku slush cup. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get sponsored. Are they so good with? Uh, are they good with being slush. spiked? Are spiked yeah. slushes um, well, easy with that? Not straight up, not straight up. Because remember, vodka doesn't freeze. I will say that you have to have it very, very cold, and you can do cider, which oh. I can't wait to do pineapple shirt with it. Um, but I will say this, you can mix some of the alcohol once you've got it to your little frozen consistency, but you got to put a little bit at a time only because remember it does not freeze. So, or if you get the adult popsicles, they also help them last a little bit longer because they're very melty. That's the only feedback I have about cut water is they are, and the others, they're a little melty right away. We do have yep. Justin in the chat. Cheers to Just in Time from the In Time Wrestling Podcast. Always a good drinking buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, last night, you and I went live and talked all things and or AEW and Punk. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll get into the birthdays in just a second. I just want to make one quick caveat to what we said last night because some more news has come out today. The injury report on Punk is that he's going to be out for eight months for his injury. Which, to me, just begs the question more than anything. What does a two-week suspension look like if you're already out for eight months? It's like kind of like yelling at someone as they're driving away. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It just kind of goes like, well, does, what does the suspension mean or look like if the person's already going to be gone for eight months? So it's, I think because of that, 
it even highlights more so the fact that Tony Khan didn't give any real explanation live on air last night. Like last night would have been a good time to say, I'm the titles are vacated because of this reason. Maybe especially if you know a guy's going to be gone for eight months, maybe it's not a bad time to actually like call him out a little bit. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Mm -hmm. Not my business, I guess. Well, kind of our business because, you know, us as the wrestling viewership, it is our business. I think it's our, I don't want to say right to know, but, you know, I kind of think that, yeah, you know, um, or yeah, (laughs) you know, we should know. And he should be, you know, I don't want to say full disclosure, but you should disclose at least a a few things because, you know, it's not like it's hidden, you know, from the world, unless you really don't pay attention to anything. You just watch the TV. The casual viewer wouldn't know, but to be honest, how many casual viewers do you know of AEW? I don't know any. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, and I'd also like to make a note for every single person that's out there who are posting these let them fight little things of CM Punk and Colt. I've been saying this forever, forever, and everyone always would laugh at me like, oh, that that's never going to happen. That's that's never. It's getting to a point now where it's inevitable. The public wants it. And I just want to say that I was on that trend way before. So back off, people. And yeah. you know who they'll probably do it in Chicago. Pro Wrestling Tees will probably be in the front row torn on who do you root for? Do you root for the guy that founded this company? Or do you refer this this guy that we're making a lot of money from? It'll be very interesting. And I would love a seat in the front row. Would I get it? Maybe. I have to, someone has to support Colt Cabana. Come on now. And also I think Phil's done because he knows that the minute he gets back in a ring, that Colt Cabana chant is going to be so loud and he's going to get so pissed off. It'll either A, make for good TV, or B, I'll just have a nervous breakdown and it'll be great. I'd like both. But, you know, I'm I'm sick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's coming back or not. Because to be honest, yeah, I mean, is, is eight months going to be enough time to, to be away and for people be excited for you to come back? Or is it going to more or less? No, people will like... be excited. They're going to mm-hmm. be excited. You know, he could have, like, been part of the Me Too movement. But he would have been one of those ones that's the exception. That's how I kind of feel like CM Punk is. So regardless, there's going to be some people who are hardcore, you know, oh, Cole could be a piece of shit and whatnot, you know. And everyone's going to have a side. But I really think now that if some of your favorites are kind of coming out or doing very um, subtle jabs about um, this situation, you might want to kind of take that with a little grain of salt, I think. Because if your favorite thinks that there's something fucking wrong, then there must be. And if enough people, then yeah. Yeah. Just in time to say Punk's time away will count as his suspension. I can already see it. They really That really doesn't fix anything. Tony just needs to get rid of the problem, CM Punk. Yeah, I don't see CM Punk yeah. bringing in anything positive at this moment. You know what I mean? Like, we said a long time ago, I don't know how good he's going to be for the whole thing. But, I don't know, it was just my thought. I wish that he'd say something more about it, uh, he being Tony, just because 
Yeah, if Punk's gone for eight months anyways, there's really mm-hmm. not much of a suspension. I've seen a lot of people even speculate on if Punk can go back to WWE. Would he want to go back to WWE? Will he go back? I don't oh. see that working for no. a number of reasons. But also, who am I? What do I know? And never say never, I guess, right? So, I don't know. I just want to put a little – I just want to get that out there because that was kind of news that had come out was that um, eight months injured and, what, one or – I mean, I guess we don't know how long the suspensions are going to be, right? So, I don't know. But we talked yeah. a lot about it last night on our You Punked Up episode. Tonight, we're talking NXT all the way. Uh, Amanda, go ahead and hit us with the birthdays, and then we'll get into Worlds Collide. Yeah, we've got some really great uh, birthdays. Uh, today is a very special birthday to a really unique professional wrestler. So, happy birthday, David Arquette. Woo, former WWE champion. Yeah, he's actually a pretty good wrestler. Deathmatch, not so much, but mm. yeah. But you know, hey, you you fought Nick Gage. Okay, obviously didn't know who Nick Gage was, but you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Um, we've got a lot of great ones. Brian Pillman Jr. Happy birthday. I love the Varsity Blondes, okay? I'm not going to lie. I think I said that on episode one. There's just something about him and Griff Garrison that just, it just works. I mean, you know, I like that. Um, Sarah Logan. Oh, very cool. Happy birthday. Yeah. Do you think she's going to be coming back or no? Or I don't know. I kind of... um. I think there's a good possibility she does if she wants to come back. I think my hesitation is yeah. I just don't know if she wants to wrestle. But I think when she wants to wrestle, it's WWE she's going back to. Yeah. No, that's what I was saying. Like, now that Triple H is back. Yeah, I think really, Triple H would yeah. take her back for sure. But mm-hmm. she was in that one segment. They did the Viking um, Viking funeral for the New Day. She was yeah. in that segment. Um, they didn't show her face head on, but she was like, you, you know, they're shooting her from the back and from the side, and you, you knew it was her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, one of, like, my, one of my little brothers in childhood, one of his favorite wrestlers, birthday coming up, Don Morocco. Oh, very cool. I know it's a really ra- random, like, birthday. Like, someone, when you were a child, to, like, like, you know what I mean? It, 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 it's strange. Um, another birthday, got a shout out to this gentleman. He actually has a really cool shirt on, um, collar and elbow right now, but happy birthday, Trevor Murdoch. Still one of my favorite, uh, guys over at, um, NWA. I'm really glad that he's still there and, you know, kind of doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I was like, Trevor Murdoch. He's always been favorite. Paul Heyman. Boy. Well, that's cool. Your client, Boy. He needed your voice, mm-hmm. but you know, but I, I love me some Paul Heyman. So, you know, but I'm curious to think, what does Paul think about all of this? That's a good point. That'd be funny to. I'm waiting for people to ask people real questions. Like Paul, what did you think about, you know, that whole media scrum and the result of after? Yeah. That'd be very interesting. I don't know. I'm just to know, even outside of what he thought of that, if something like that were to have happened while he was in control of the company, how he feels he would have responded to it. Yeah. 
That's a good question. Too. You know I mean, like if that okay. happened to you in ECW, how would you, how do you believe you would have handled it then? And how mm -hmm. do you think Tony should handle this now? Cause it's going to be two completely different things, right? He could have mm -hmm. been like, Hey dude, I was a hothead back then. I'd have done this, that, and the other thing. That's not how I should have handled it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd like to know he's so smart that I want to know. And he's yeah. so historical. How do you think, yeah. how do you think a younger you would have handled this? And how do you think a current, a current you thinks you should handle it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Two different mentalities, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Cornette has talked about it. I don't like saying that name. But uh, a little bit, but he I'll be honest, I listened to it to see what he had to say about it, and it was uh pretty lame, a lot of it. He was just really I mean, it's not a total shock. He was like defending punk in every little aspect and saying everybody else was wrong and punk was right about everything and yeah, it was Well, because he hates Cole. Oh yeah, he hates yeah. everybody there except for Punk. Even no, when you listen he to his really, reviews of the other stuff, yeah, he doesn't like any of those guys. Yeah, so. Punk's the only person that he likes there. I mean, outside of like MJF, but that's pretty much it. He didn't like they think Rick. He, they, they like they think Ricky and Hobbs are good, but yeah, yeah, the only people they that that they'll go on these five hour tirade rants and try to defend every waking action that they ever make is, is punk Jesus. punk and MJF. Yeah. Whatever. He's on that payroll, obviously. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll say allegedly. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. So that's who's shooting info to uh punk info out there is Jim Cornette. Man. How you like that? Anyways. Yeah, I don't think he's on the payroll. I just think that he's no, like I'm just kidding. he just goes back with Punk far enough that yeah, it's it's just lame. Yeah, like, yeah. It, even the yeah. reasoning and excuses he gave, like none of them were like hold any bit of water the second you hear it. So it was like like a waste. It was a waste of time. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Uh, let's see here. Where am I with birthdays? Road Warrior Animal birthday. Angelina Love, who's now also another NWA person. It's funny to me, obviously, you know, Bully Ray, not to be a part of ROH. So where does he go and take over him and his clan? No said. No said. Mm -hmm. That one. Baron Corbin, happy birthday. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I got that coffee he had, and it was really good. Oh, really? Yeah, the oh. uh, ignorant gentleman line. He's got a, like, I have a T-shirt, and they have... um. Came out with like a dark roast coffee. We got a bag of it. Really enjoyed it. Really good. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. See who else. And we have one more birthday. And um, I thought I don't know if you ended up watching the um, the Tony Storm Penelope Ford match, but Penelope Ford is having a birthday today. Oh, and I kind of really liked it. I mean, I thought that. This was the Penelope Ford before that I've seen, like, you know, in some of her GCW heyday. And I was like, it was good to see that Tony was bringing out some of the best in her. So kudos, kudos to Tony Storm with that. And I think that that's really where the women's division, you need those moments where you're bringing the best out of everybody. And I don't think that a lot of the women there do that. So mm -hmm. this was a joy to watch. But Kip, you took the box off, you yelled at the box. And you put it back on. I don't get it, but whatever. So, those are your birthdays this week. Happy birthday, everybody. Very good, very good. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk Worlds Collide in the aftermath. 
Yeah. Worlds Collide opened up, and it was pretty cool. Did you also get the chance to see uh, Gunther and Seamus at, at Clash of the Castle? Yes, I did. I saw, actually, the whole Clash of the Castle. All right. We don't need to review the whole show. It was pretty cool, though. No. It was really good. But... Oh, Seamus and Walter. Holy shit. All right. I, my mom was going back and forth from the living room and whatever. And I was like, see this guy right here? Because she loved Walter's entrance. She thought it was so... Um, what was her word? She said... This is a very fancy entrance. I'm like, I don't think my mom's ever really seen some of these fancy entrances. But she was very impressed with the ring general code, you know, yeah. and Imperium as a whole. Yeah, Imperium put them in together. Yep. Mm -hmm. That was really nice. I liked that. I hope that continues. Yep. Um, but when she saw Seamus, I said, see that guy? Right? And I was pointing at Seamus. I said, yeah. I made the comment of, you know, when they made a figure of him, they had to, because he's so pale, they had to make a special color for his figure. She just kind of laughed about that. But when she saw all those chops, she was like, oh my God. I go, well, if you heard it in person, I said, that guy, the guy whose coach you like, it sounds like a shotgun going off. Yeah. And I said, and if you can hear it through the TV, in that loud of an audience, that's pretty loud. Yeah. And you could. So but it was I thought it was a fantastic match. Yeah, it was crazy. It was awesome. I it was just because this was um, you know, the end of NXT UK, I thought that it was also suitable having that match as a big just to, to talk about it for a minute here. And it was just yeah, Gunther versus Sheamus, incredible. Uh it <laughs> does bring us to Worlds Collide though, Ricochet versus Carmelo, Hayes. My only problem with Carmelo Hayes is his finishes get so messy that they mm -hmm. bury the ref over and over and over again. I didn't talk about it outright, I don't believe, a couple weeks back uh, when he did his match against Giovanni Vinci. Mm -hmm. Carmelo was trying, I think I did talk about it, was trying so hard to do this fancy weird flip thing to finish the match yeah. that his feet ended mm -hmm. up under Giovanni's Yeah, shoulders. you did. You yeah. did. You did. Yes. So the ref is sitting there staring at shoulders, not on the mat, and counting. And while he's doing that, because Carmelo's trying to like make it look like he's weaseling it in, he also inadvertently just yanks Giovanni's shoulder up an extra foot. <laughs> yeah, so that's it's right. So like watching the ref count, and I'm all like, you're watching a dude literally like in a place where he's kind of hovering over the mat, and the ref counting looking like a moron because that's the finish, right? This was yeah. a similar, a similar, but different. This wasn't a move thing that was an issue. It was the the amount of use of Trick Williams mm -hmm. being in front of the ref. The ref's mm -hmm. literally watching it, but the commentating has to say the ref didn't see it. But you can see the ref see it and have to act like nothing's going on. Like Ricochet having to get out of the ring to like do stuff to Trick. The ref still being like distracted by Trick. It's like at what point does the ref say you're clearly Ricochet was counting. Or was Ricochet with pinned him? The ref was counting, mm -hmm. and Trick pulls Carmelo th back to get him under the rope. It's not that he just moved his foot up and ducked, like you see something like a Miz might do. Like, he yanks Ooh. his leg, so the whole body moves, and the ref goes, "Oh, look, his foot's under the rope now." I was like, "What the fuck?" Like it was just, was, it was so was much. 
it was really bad. The ref looked like an absolute moron in this match. And it was really mm -hmm. unfortunate because it was otherwise a very good match if it didn't have such convoluted ways of trying to protect someone or not or not being in the exact right place that you ought to be in to make that thing move. Mm -hmm. There was maybe a lack of precision, maybe a lack of practice, but you have two dudes who were like incredible doing this. Yeah. Tricks definitely very good. I, I don't think we've seen enough of trick for, or for me to be able to say like, Hey, he's at X level, Y level, a level, whatever, but he is good at what he's doing. He's good and comfortable on the mic. He's in fantastic shape. He had a match we'll talk about in a little bit against Ricochet that was good. Mm -hmm. But knowing where Mello and Ricochet are and how good they are, to see this you match, you don't need all that. Yeah? And you don't need to bury oh. the ref. Like, I'm getting tired of watching Mello matches strictly because it's like, okay, how is he going to make the ref look stupid this time? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that sucks because it's like the match is great and then it has to be finished by burying the ref every time. It's... It's a very AEW way to end a match. We'll have a whole bunch of interference in the end right in front of the ref. The ref will be tying their shoe and closing their eyes and doing a cartwheel. So that way everyone knows the ref's not watching when they're watching. And it's just, it's bad. It's a bad way to yeah. finish it because it's kind of like, it messes it for me. Yeah. But they got, these two dudes were amazing. They had a ton of amazing spots and the psychology was there in their movements. Their chemistry was fantastic. You didn't need to bury the ref in any of that. It didn't need to happen. Yeah. And both these yeah. dudes are so believably great that either one winning isn't making the other one look bad. No. I mean, you don't no. have to have a messy no. finish. You could also just have a regular finish. But I know yeah, they're trying to lead to a Trick Williams match, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you know, one of the things that that really bothered me too with the ref and just like, do you not see Trick? Every time Trick does something, you're like looking at him. So it's like, unless you're like me and you can't see distance, well, if you can't see distance, you shouldn't be a ref. Okay. First of all, you shouldn't be doing those kinds of things, but you know, it was just, I don't know. It just threw me off, but yeah. I don't know. I, I just was like, I'm not going to let that spoil what I thought of the match because yeah. what I thought of the match was, I thought it was amazing. Granted, I thought, man, if some of these other things suck, this is a horrible way to start it because it's gonna you're gonna go on a real high and then whoa, what the hell? But nothing disappointed, which was good. Mm -hmm. So for me, what's great is I really liked the the fact that okay, we're seeing this, okay, coming off the heels of watching Ocean Spray, Will Ospreay on a big level you know having a flippy dippy kind of sort of match and how awkward and i'm not saying this because i don't like osprey and i i love ricochet but you could tell it was very awkward you know when ocean's big wrestle whereas like when you saw mellow and ricochet that was that was smooth and i mean i know a lot of people don't like that kind of wrestling because like oh it's really choreographed yeah, but if it looks smooth and it doesn't look dangerous, that that's a whole different thing. When you look at it and you're like, oh, I don't oh, you know, that's where sometimes like with like a like with a Phoenix, Sammy Guevara quite all the time, a lot of those guys, 
like oh it kind of cringes but when done right it's amazing i've seen ricochet versus like a matt seidel that again that's another one that's very a person that's been very smooth with um i've seen him versus ocean spray that that one it's like when you watch will osprey it's a different will osprey because he knows that he needs to step it up if he wants to look good in comparison mm-hmm. and that's not because i don't like the guy but i've seen ricochet with a lot of people that you wouldn't even think whoa and it's just he's an incredible incredible worker and it was nice to see him at least back again on tv last night so mm-hmm. thumbs up for me i was like man yeah. That was such a good match. I was just like, God, what? Can anything top this? You know, like, I, I, I'm i going to be, I don't know if I'm going to be disappointed in some of this stuff. Yeah, we got the This Is Awesome chance pretty early on to, to start with that one. Very kinda, early on. Yep. Very early on. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Grim yeah. Reaper coming through. Cheers, Grim Reaper. You joined me and Kev yesterday talking about Clash of the Castle. I have Grim one what I have to say about all of that. You'll have to go back if you haven't yet. Yep, yep. Episode uh, one that we did. And then we can even we can go back and forth a little bit because we do that after a lot of the pay-per-views with WWE is the aftermath. Yeah. Including a thing. Um, mm-hmm. but we did as an aftermath of this match get Ricochet versus Trick Williams on NXT on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Which also I thought was very good. Mm-hmm. Ricochet's so good. I don't know why they don't use him more. You know, I'm hoping that with with Triple H back, you know, kind of at the helm, with having um, with having Shawn Michaels, you know, doing creative back there, that they really kind of give him a shot on something a little bit bigger than what he's got, because it's proof right there that he made two people look really incredible and it looked pretty flawless if you ask mm-hmm. me yeah and that's the kind of shit i want to see on you know see on tv is i want it like you know i don't want it kind of like botchamania every two seconds but come if you give me some quality here and there sprinkle a little i i'm a fan yeah it was good stuff uh the fatal four-way elimination match for the tag championships yeah they took out what was the order of I feel like they got rid of Gallus pretty early on. Yeah, I think Gallus was the first one out. I think so too. Because I feel like as soon as they were eliminated, I stopped paying attention. Because to me, of all the teams in there, Gallus was the one that I wanted to win. Mm-hmm. Because I strictly just don't have it in me to care about the other three teams so as mm-hmm. soon as gallus was out um let me see i'm trying to read this thing to see if it says what order because yeah i think they were right away because i i'll be honest at the i just finally heard the end and, and saw the music playing and saw it was pretty deadly and i was like all right well i'm glad i didn't pay attention to that well i felt the same way like when gallus was out i'm like i don't know if i want to watch right i'm like oh pretty deadly is going to be the next one eliminated right and I guess they're keeping it with, you know, NXT and not, you know, whatever, right? No. It was also strange Wrong. because 
Gallows comes in to make up the messy interference towards the end, which at that point is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But this was the one that we talked about going into this that, well, they're not going to just bury NXT UK. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. Why would you just say all of NXT UK sucks, right? Mm -hmm. So going into it, we thought, well, at the very least, Gallows to get in the tag titles. As far as the men and women's championships, it's really hard to say. It's possible, yeah. but not impossible. But Gallus seemed like the shoe in. Well, that's the one, t the one that you would do for sure. And when they didn't, I was all like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I was like, "We're really about to bury oh, NXT." No. <clears throat> yeah, we're really yeah. about to tell uh, the world that NXT UK ain't shit, aren't we? Yeah, and then okay, I will say this. Okay, when they showed Roddy being carted away on a stretcher. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, what shenanigans is going to happen? Because Roddy is now like... Oh, yeah, Damon Kemp turned on the Creed Brothers. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I guess we're done with Diamond Mine, which is fine by me. Yeah, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. I laughed when they did the, the playback of what happened mm -hmm. earlier. And they show Roddy mm -hmm. Strong on the ground looking like he got shot with blood all over him <laughs> and a torn shirt. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> They really overdid horrible. it on that one. You, okay, poor Roddy. Got, bless your heart, Roddy. Okay? You're horrible on the mic. Your acting skills need a little help. All he had to but do was look beat up. He looked dead instead. I know. <laughs> poor guy. Yeah, no. I'm like, oh, Roddy. Roddy, Roddy, Roddy. It was so funny. They just overdid it with the fake blood, I think is what it was. They did yeah, so much of the so. blood that I was like, oh my god. What, are they going to say well, he got stabbed? It's Roddy, too, so you're like, okay, this is not going to be sold very well. well. <laughs> but that's um, okay. <laughs> At least it was you. <laughs> I was like, oh, Roddy, no. I think, if I remember um, correctly, they did have backstage um, on NXT with pretty deadly talking about the creed brothers but they didn't mm -hmm. oh and the gallus was in that final match so we'll talk about that one later um so moving through worlds collide the triple threat this was mandy rose blair davenport miko satamora i thought this match went fantastically and like I said, the moment that they added Blair Davenport, because I heard a few people go, adding Blair is pretty interesting because they could really make a statement by having Blair get the win. And I was mm -hmm. like, all they did was put a carcass in the middle of the match so someone eats a pin and it's not their champions. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They needed to protect both Miko and Mandy mm -hmm. while uh, Blair's in the match. Yep. She was there to get pinned. And that's exactly what happened. She got pinned in... A heelish, shitty way, which is great for the context of it. Maiko does her finish on Blair. Mandy runs in, knocks Mako out of the ring, gets the pin, steals the victory, has both championships. Also, Mandy Rose coming out in the American flag gear like it's Great American Bash. <laughs> Such an asshole move. So mm -hmm. funny. Like it's when Wonder she... Woman. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I even saw some people saying online, we better not hear any USA chants out there because it's like America versus the UK was like how people were like really looking at it or were Come saying on. to not look at it, right? 
But that's why I love that Mandy Rose had American flag gear because she really leaned into like USA. Yeah. <laughs> USA. And it was just you such a that, shitty thing. But you know the shitty Orlando crowd was going to do that. I don't know if I heard them chant USA the, during it the did. Thing. It was, I think, once. Once? Once. Um, but I thought it was funny because a lot of people saying like, hey, that's passe to say it's America versus the world kind of a stuff. And I was like, yeah, but a heel wouldn't care that it's passe. They would yeah. say I'm representing America, not just NXT. Yeah. So I thought her, her gear was um, really funny for that. Even the glasses had the flags on them. So funny. Um, yeah. She, but what'd you think of the match? You know, I, I, I loved it. It, um, it actually blew a lot of my expectations and this is more toward Mandy than anything because you know I know that we were talking about how we loved this whole story of you know that about you know basically you know taking her seriously you know giving her that respect you know mm -hmm. you know respect my name and I think yeah. that it went wonderful into the, this program and the way that um, Miko is now set up which you see with this week's episode i thought that was just it just was perfect because you really just couldn't there isn't too much more that you could have done yeah now in my heart of hearts i was like yeah i kind of want mandy and toxic attraction to move up mm -hmm. but you know it is what it is but i'm happy either way with it um and of course yeah they needed that sacrificial lamb because who you can't do a even though it would be nice to have you know Cora Jade basically fucking get her you know shit be told but that's going to be coming up so I'm excited mm. about that um yeah. but yeah so it was kind of it was kind of perfect now does Blair Davenport stay around here's In what NXT? I was thinking too because I'm I was going to go into the same thing so yeah first off I thought this match was awesome and I also thought that Mandy Rose um really stepped up another level as well mm -hmm. i also laughed when she won just knowing justin time was going to be at home screaming his head off just mad because he's so tired of her as a champion and now she's a double champion so fucking yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, but i'm here for pettiness so to me i like that stuff but yeah, i know <laughs> mandy rose i felt like in that match really showed in a number of ways that she belonged in that match and she belonged in that conversation that know that she shouldn't be necessarily beating miko one-on-one -on -one for a title but could she reasonably deservedly be in a match with her yeah absolutely and i felt like it, it was that moment of put some respect on my name like she hung with them it was great uh but fast forward to the to nxt tuesday digital exclusive backstage roxanne says thank you Mike. walks away uh and then cora jade comes up and says hey i know you're scared of me have a match with me and she goes i can't she goes that's okay don't be worried about how bad i'll beat you and stuff and she's like i can't Mako says i can't because i got a match with roxanne mm -hmm. obviously cora jay's upset whatever the roxanne match first and foremost it's fucking fantastic it got the crowd chanting yet again which we don't hear a lot so it's not as token as it could have become they were mm -hmm. chanting women's wrestling and they don't do that all the time. They really no. don't. I feel like that's no. one of their chants that they protect. 
They don't mm-hmm. do that for every women's match. They don't do it. They don't do that for with all respect. They don't do that for like Nikita Lions. You know what I mean? Because they understand no. the difference between showmanship, between big characters, between people that they like, their faves. And when you really truly see Ooh. women's oh. wrestling, yeah. And when you really truly see women's wrestling highlighted in such a way that you go, the future is going to be okay, right? Mm-hmm. They chanted that during Sasha and Bailey at TakeOver because it was, the future is bright if we can do this. This is what we want women's wrestling to look like, right? Roxanne mm-hmm. and Maiko started getting a women's wrestling chant which I don't remember the last time I've heard them chant that, if I'm honest. And I don't think they've match. ever chanted it as long as I've been watching NXT. It's been years. So, it has to have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why I was saying it's not a token one, which you think it might, because I feel like This Is Awesome is a token chant. Holy Shit is a token chant. A lot of them, mm-hmm. a lot of the fans will chant those things for a specific spot and not for the story of the match. Women's wrestling is one that's protected for the story of the match. You know what mm. I mean? Oh. And Roxanne and Maiko, even without having a story that brought them there, like Sasha Bailey, were able to put on mm-hmm. a performance that I think people could watch over and over again and say, hey, wait a second. This is this is very good. Yeah. So it was incredible. And it's All good I- tape Go if you're if I think if you're a woman you're just starting out to watch. I think that that it was very, very textbook and things of in, in that nature. And especially because Roxanne is so, so young. Mm-hmm. And to be able to hang like that, because there's other people that I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Could do that. Think, yeah, I don't think they could have put on that same match. I think Roxanne, I mean, she has the prodigy on her jacket. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where she got that name from. I don't know if it was a joke at first or if it was bestowed on her. Like um, Keith Lee talks about the bask in his glory came from Dusty Rhodes. The first time he mm-hmm. ever saw him, he said, boy, you've got an, uh, uh, an aura that I can bask in. And that's where it kind of yeah. came from, bask in my glory, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if someone like a Booker T pulled her inside and said, you're like a prodigy, you know. And if it was like, that's it, you're the prodigy. And it could be, could be, I don't know. I don't know the story of how the project came about. Maybe I'll dig in and see if I can find Grim Reaper if he's still listening. He's our um, our resident fact finder. He might be able to find the story of it. Uh, but when you see matches like this and know how long she's been there, how little she's trained there because she hasn't been there very long, mm-hmm. you see that and you go, she might actually be a prodigy. She is that young and, and that good. Yeah. We have another 20 years with her probably. And that's remarkable yeah. to think about. Mm-hmm. That's your next, that's your next like Trish. That's your next like big, like Hall of Famer right there. This is, you know. Could be your next baby. She... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, realistically, mm-hmm. I know that they're like around the same kind of, and that's the other thing. I talked about it before. I don't remember. I think maybe it was you. Mm-hmm. We're seeing now generations overlap. That we yeah. didn't used to be able that we haven't seen since the men going from ruthless aggression to added and attitude era like that kind of overlap of like oh you're still seeing cena with the Shawn michaels and people go and people i mean there's a fan base young enough now that you say oh you know john cena face Shawn michaels it's like when you know what i mean like holy cow what are you talking about like when did they oh were in the company at the same time you know what i mean but like there was a big gap right there's Shawn michaels early mm-hmm. 90s late 90s and then there's Shawn michaels early 2000s there's a gap in the late 90s right 
there is an era where they kind of mixed, and now we're starting to see the generation that Bailey and Sasha and the four horsewomen inspired mm -hmm. actually get old enough to be around them enough that they're going to get their chance. Probably. It's not like Bailey now saying she wants a match with Trish Stratus. Is it possible? Yeah. Cause Trish isn't dead, but is it possible the same way that Kevin Owens said he wanted a match with stone cold? How long has that been fantasy? I actually have a trading card right over here of fantasy matches, Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold. And on the back of it, it says the match they could have had would have been amazing, but we'll never know because it's impossible because Stone Cold's done wrestling. You know, Trish is done wrestling. These are fantasy matches because they don't continue to do it. It's But it's still fantasy because it's still physically, realistically possible. It's just highly unlikely. We're now in a world where Roxanne and Cora and Indy Hartwell, who are here because they're inspired specifically by Sasha and Bailey, are living in a world where that's really not off the table or even unlikely. It's actually very likely they're going to get a match with them. They might even get a story with them. You know what I mean? And I say that because I'm also very hopeful Sasha will be back. Sasha's young enough, prime enough. I think she'll be back. But <laughs> all of that really sidetracked, derailed. Obviously, we like both these matches a lot. But it brought to my attention Maiko being here for the triple threat to drop that title. She immediately is in there with the ring with Roxanne. So Roxanne could have her dream match and learn a lot. And you know that she's in there. She's in the ring with a notepad in her mind, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you think that means Mako's not staying? Because I think Blair's staying. I think she's showed up because she's going to stay. I don't know that Mako's staying. And she... if she... Go ahead. See, this is what I was thinking. Is I think that she'll stay for a little bit because obviously we'll see her versus like Cora Jade. Um, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Did did she? Did Micah wrestle um, Alba Fire? I'm sure that was. That's how she won the that, title. Oh, okay, okay. That's maybe even, we'll... they they hinted at that too before mm -hmm. the match. Mm -hmm. They had that backstage segment where Micah was backstage and Alba Fire comes over and says, you know, something about like that title means a lot. And Mako just says, I won it from a very tough champion. Mm -hmm. And they kind of looked at each other and smiled, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I was hoping to see that, that program again. Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe, you know, cause we also don't know what, um, what what's in store for us that's down at in the performance center as far as women go right mm -hmm. is there anyone that they're going to be bringing up to possibly you know use um mako's the litmus test mm -hmm. i don't know but to have someone with that kind of that kind of knowledge and you know definitely being like the final boss i love that um you know, it. I think that it really should be around for a bit. I don't now, think the WWE wants to let her go. I don't know if no. she wants to live in Florida or if she wants no, to I travel. Want to you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think she might be there for a little bit and then maybe you get main roster. Because, and that's how where she'll get her, you but know. She, do you think she wants to travel nationally like that? I don't know. The schedule's brutal. 
it is even brutal. though it's easier than it used to be it's still rough yeah i don't you know, know I mean? it'll be very interesting to see but i yeah. i really think that um when because she has wrestled some of the best mm-hmm. obviously right now in nxt even with when she was in uk so it'll be interesting to see you know how i book her if if I had all the power and money that Triple H had, and if mm-hmm. Mako's going to listen to me, I don't know. Uh, I'd let her do a couple weeks in Florida. Get mm-hmm. her matches with, you know, the Coras, Roxanne's. I'm sure there's got to be other people who want to have a match with her. Like, because these are people who've looked up to her and known her for a long time, right? Zoe mm-hmm. Stark, if she's back from injury. Mm-hmm. But what I would do is get her a few matches there, maybe a month, maybe two, and then bring her up as part of damage control. Have her be one more person that Bailey's speaking on behalf of mm-hmm. as an evil final boss in the damage control faction, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That might work well. Because also Dakota and Io have wrestled her in Japan. Mm-hmm. Bailey's never met her, but would like to. She's talked about that on After the Bell, but I'd put them as a group let that mm-hmm. be the fourth because it's one of the things I think it's amazing about the damage control uh, faction so far is it's Bailey trying to bring up people who she thinks deserves a bigger highlight and spotlight than are getting mm-hmm. and giving a voice to those that she's afraid that other people don't think they have a strong enough voice for being able to be that balance. How perfect would Mako be with that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. If it happens, Triple H needs to give you some money. Yeah, you heard it here first. Or give you let you have front row tickets for WrestleMania in LA. Well, speaking of Mandy Rose, actually, there was a hunch I had that she was gonna win because there's a thing she's doing if you go to her Instagram. Oh. It's part of fan basis where they're selling tickets for a raffle. And so I bought a few tickets because you can also get some merch with it. So I did one where I'm getting like a hat and a tank top. And you get some entries. But the winner gets flown out to Florida to be ringside for one of her biggest matches, they said. But the thing doesn't end till October 31st. And there's more than just that. Like, you get to, like, have lunch with her. And there's other meet and greet stuff going on. And I was like, well, that's pretty wild. They'll fly you out to Florida and stuff. So when I thought that, I was like, well, there's no way they're going to pull her out of NXT now. They've got this raffle that's centric around her and flying to Florida. You know what I mean? You just killed it for people. Yeah. So Thanks for bringing not, the reality to it. Thanks it for freaking opening. October, so she's going to be there for two I, more months at least. I know. Well, thanks for opening the curtain. Yeah. 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 People don't like you. Wrestling peers don't like people like you. When you open oh, yeah. curtain. You open that forbidden door. God damn oh, you. Arch, God yeah, damn I you. I didn't tell people before the match. I waited till after. <laughs> but her next match, she's winning too. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. <laughs> So that just makes you wonder now if that's one of her biggest matches. Is it her final match? Could be. I was thinking that too. When are they going to mm-hmm. fly you out? Because if the raffle ends October 31st, that means you're not flying out to like November or December. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, they Why do takeovers, I... if they're doing takeovers yeah. the same weekends that they're doing uh, big pay-per-views, it could be the Survivor Series takeover that you're out there for. Yeah, could be. And could be you know, final I was going to say, you know who I want to see? It would be interesting to see um, Mako wrestle. Mm-hmm. 
Tiffany Stratton. Yes. I, I, you know, I, I was thinking that uh, the other day. I was like, that might be a really, well, one, a good test to really, you know, to really look at, because, I mean, Tiffany's good, but to really look at her ring, in-ring, her in-ring prowess yes. with someone like Mako. And I think that that would be, that's something that I would really be interested in seeing. And without trying to get you on a tirade, I do think she also would work really well with Wendy Chu, even with mm-hmm. Chu's silliness. Because when yeah. she, when Mako was in NXT UK, there was a few kind of goofy gimmicks that she worked with and a few really young talent she was working with where you're kind of going like, I don't know if this person's ready for like a Maiko, you know? Mm-hmm. She worked really great with all of them. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, all right, moving along, Worlds Collide. NXT women's tag title match. You got Dewdrop and um, Nikki A.S.H. against Katana Chance and Kaden. Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane came out and interfered in the match. They ended up holding Nikki back. They got the, the pin on Dewdrop. So uh, Chance and Carter uh, retain. I actually liked the chemistry of everyone in this match. Oh, yeah. And it led into a match on NXT Tuesday where Nikki and Dewdrop could have a match against uh, Toxic Attraction, which if you've got Nikki and Dewdrop for a couple weeks, like, yeah, let's do that too. Yeah. Like, they're great. Yeah. That was very exciting to see. I also I like oh. Nikki was kind of... <clears throat> She was still doing her superhero stuff, right? But I felt yeah. like there were moments where she gotten a little bit more aggressive, similar to her sanity sort of gimmick. Mm-hmm. With, like, wild punches and screaming and stuff. Like, I felt like she was kind of towing that line a little bit of both sides of it, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. But then I think you kind of have to bring that out when you're wrestling Toxic Attraction. Mm-hmm. You know, because... They're pretty, I don't want to say wild, but, you know, but yeah. that's kind of... Yeah, you guys want to be a bad guy. Yeah, you've got to kind of do that and balance that out. So, and I love Dewdrop. Uh, what did you think of the match? You know, I really, well, I, you know, I enjoy Toxic Attraction. I really, you know, I enjoyed matches. both matches. I did. Um, because, you know, these are all, you know, I'm fans of both you know both teams on nxt and to see <clears throat> dewdrop coming in and really getting a chance to see her with nikki you know i'm like oh, i really kind of like them as a as a tag team i really do because for some reason it, they just they play off of each other really well you wouldn't think that like i you know if if i personally would be oh, i don't know about that you know shockingly for me it's like oh wow because remember people i don't watch the main product generally um so that was something i'm totally super super stoked about seeing hopefully they stick around for another couple weeks um that would be kind of nice to kind of see Mm -hmm. some other them against some of the other teams but we'll see yeah, I uh, yeah, I also like both. I think Nikki and Dewdrop are so fucking good. And in the Toxic Attraction match, at the end of it, 
Dewdrop's pinning uh, um, Gigi. JC <laughs> runs in, kicks her in the face, and Dewdrop just drops. And she just stays limp. When she finally comes to and starts getting up, her nose is bleeding pretty bad. Yeah. And I wonder if she didn't get actually knocked out. Because if you watch, because I went back and rewatched it, the second that hits, she falls forward and lays mm-hmm. there unmoving. Doesn't even bring her hand to her face. Just unmoving. And then at a certain point, the ref's talking to her, talking to her, and all of a sudden she kind of starts to get on all fours and starts crawling a little bit and looking around. And I almost wonder if she... She got kind of out knocked. Of she might have. She might have. Yeah. And then she looked like a badass catching uh, Katana out of the air. Or not Katana. Mm-hmm. Gigi out of the air. Getting the pin. That, that angry face she had while she was pinning her, too, with the face just bloody. The blood, yeah. Such a fucking Great. cool shot. Like, oh. Yeah. Man, I want to fuck her. I was like, God damn. Badass. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was really into that, too. Uh, the main event of Worlds Collide was Brown Breaker versus Tyler Bate. I had a feeling that they would do well together. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're styles are so different but they're both so strong that you'd mm-hmm. see some pretty cool stuff mm-hmm. but it even uh surpassed my my expectations by a lot i didn't know if you we were yeah. gonna have kind of a short match if you we were gonna do it kind of long it was a pretty decent time frame and yeah i was uh i was really impressed by this one and the cool thing about the explosiveness of breaker is him being able to blindside someone with a spear the way he does it doesn't hurt the person he's he's taking out. Like, I don't mean physically, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, storyline. Like, Tyler Bate looks like he just ended up in front of a freight train at the wrong second. Like, had he stepped aside, he probably would have been fine and kept going. You know what I mean? Like, the explosiveness of that spear is so devastating looking that you go, ah, he caught him. You know, he caught him. <laughs> He caught him with that one. There's no getting up. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make bait look weak at all. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, it makes him look really strong that they had to get to that point for him to to do it. And it also made him look really smart that it took that long for Breaker to find his opening to do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I just thought it was perfectly done because of that. And I think that Braun's uh, finisher is perfect because of that, too. Yeah. I, to be honest, going into that match... Because of seeing, you know, Clash at the Castle the night before and seeing, you know, Imperium reunited. And then we see Solo Sokoa. I was like, oh, I think Braun's going somewhere. Yeah. That that was my attitude going into it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, maybe not. But, yeah. you know, I really did like the match. But I think in the back of my mind when I was watching it was Braun's going up in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought there was a good chance that they were just going to go ahead and bring him up. Yeah, that's what I really, really thought. And it, I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, because I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I don't mind having, you know, Tyler Bate as the unified NXT champion. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. There's some great matches that can come out of that, you know, that you wouldn't think. Because I, I know I'm itching to, if Melo doesn't go up, I'm itching to see bait and mellow to be honest i mean but i don't want that tomfoolery of fucking trick williams that's the only thing <laughs> but 
yeah, no, I, I just was kind of like, oh, okay, okay, that's the agenda. But I, I really was very, I was happy with everything and the way I wasn't happy with the, the, the men's tag because that was, that was just corny as shit. But everything else was perfection. I just yeah. thought that was going to be a bronze swan song, but I guess not. So that's yeah, okay. And then but that's we okay. thought that it was kind of a bummer that there was like a clean sweep against NXT UK that like, hey, yeah, no one on NXT UK can get the job done. And just kind of like, oh, what a bummer. Like, you didn't have to yeah. do all that. Yeah. You know? But the, that but. pretty deadly cover-up, though, you know, um, this week was kind of like, oh, yeah, we will. Well, you know, we came up. We were NXT champions. And then we were, you know, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, okay, is that their way of saving face that to make NXT UK not look like losers. Yeah, that the was their... The you could tell coming out of it that that was the thought. Because I even saw people try to defend that, too. And people online were like, hey, NXT UK lost the whole thing. And, like, pretty deadly one. No, they were already in NXT proper. They already won the NXT yeah. tag titles. They they were... They had been removed from the NXT UK scene, you know? Yeah. Uh, going into NXT Tuesday, though, it was cool to open up with Tyler Bate. Give him a chance mm -hmm. to address that crowd. I know it's not the NXT UK crowd, but they were uh, pretty welcome. About, oh, they were great to him. Yeah, they appreciate him. Uh, for him to go out there and be able to say that, you know, in the history books, he's the first and the last NXT UK champion, and I, I do think that that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. You know, it's really nice. Uh, and it was a cool segment. And then Gallus came out and started saying that he failed them and all that. Gallus also failed. And so there's all of that. The crowd was responding pretty much how you'd expect the crowd to respond to a bunch of it, uh, which led up to the end where uh, they all started to beat the shit out of Bait. Breaker comes out to help out and says, hey, uh, I'll team up with Bait against you guys at the end. And, and they did that. Um, and that main event I thought was awesome. I thought it was sick. Yeah. Great team. Yeah. Enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm hoping he stays around. That's the thing. Are we going to see yeah. Galley stay around? Are we going to see um, Bates stay around? Those are, you know, some questions that I have my, because I think that they fit my, a little. Yes. My hunch is the people we saw stick around for Worlds Collide and such were mm -hmm. the talent that A, NXT wanted and B, agreed to move to Florida. I think that there's a number of talent that NXT wanted that didn't want to move to Florida. And they were the some of the ones that were released. Because I feel like the, they, they had to close up shop for NXT UK, right? Mm -hmm. Some people were terminated because mm -hmm. there's no company anymore. I mean, there's, you know, larger WWE, right? But I think that the ones who didn't want to go to Florida and said that NXT or UK is their home and they want to stay there, I mm -hmm. think they're hoping to come back for NXT Europe when that opens up. I think a lot of them probably will because I think that they were beloved over there. Uh, mm -hmm. And they'll probably come at a higher price rate because they'll probably be able to work a little bit more while they're away. But I think the people mm -hmm. we saw are ones who want to stay with the possible exception of the champions. Like you said, whether or not Bate or Micah want to stay here is going to be that's going to be the, the thing. But I get a feeling that Tyler does. I think yeah. he knows that big things are ahead of him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think 
the one that I'll be interested in when he's done out of injury to see what happens with him is Ilya Dragunov. Yes. Is he going to come over? I hope he does. Or I do too. I mean, I, I, I do too. I mean, damn. I mean, I can just, some of the matches like, you know, come up with in my head. I'm like, whoo, but I don't, you know, I'm just curious about that one. He would make that's a why very I thought. good Butch 2.0. Yes. <laughs> he would. He, would. he yeah. looks like a Butch. Okay, I'm sorry. I go there. He does. Does look like Butch. Speaking of 2.0, I don't know about you, but it really doesn't feel like it's been a year. I know. I thought that was wild to see that too. It's been a full year. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, yes, granted, it took me a long time to warm up to it but it feels almost like oh it's only been a few months yeah yeah i don't i don't know i don't know why yeah because but... mandy rose was out and they said that she'll be back next week for the two year or for the one year anniversary and stuff yeah. and celebration so oh like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that was me what uh, what are you talking about <laughs> what do you think of jd mcdonough and wesley why is poor wesley everybody's like He's like Jobber Boy. It's he's becoming the new Leon Ruff. You know? Oh, congratulations. Leon Ruff got married, I think, last week or something like that. Anyways. No, was I'm like last week? Or two weeks ago. It was something Ooh. recent. Leon Ruff. Oh yeah, yeah. Leon Ruff. He was yeah, he got married last week with uh with Aja yeah. Ruff. Cheers to them, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh -uh. No, but I'm like I'm so tired of Wesley getting freaking like he's like loser boy now. Yeah, but JD McDonough, you know, I you know he's good. Yeah, yeah, but I was more concerned about Wesley. But I'm like, I know there's been some floating around since Triple H has been back about if um former Nash Carter Zachary Wentz is going to come back. I don't know. I, I would say no. But on the other hand, they are an amazing talent. But I think now that if he were if to be entertained that, I think they'd almost have to bring Trey Miguel into the fold. Uh, I, yeah, I agree that that'd probably be a good move to bring him back in. Yeah. I mean, if they can't smooth things over with the, the office enough to do the other thing. Yeah. Um, because that, those were Triple H dudes right there. Because I remember yes. fondly when Regal was there at PWG that, that time. I remember it because that was the weekend that a lot of people were people that they they picked up. Uh -huh. Jonah, Ilya Dragunov, Walter, uh, Gunther, excuse me, it's still Walter to me. Um, and a lot of those folk. Um, A-Kid. Um, yeah, that was like the star-studded thing. That was a real star-studded one. So they got a lot of people at that one. Obviously, the rascals and stuff like that. So, I mean, yes, it's a, a, I'm still bummed out about everything that happened. 
but if you're going to use like Wesley like this, you know, what's the point? However, uh, I in the chat say, says he missed an hour because he's watching our last night's stream replay. Dude, you don't even like NXT. You don't have to watch this one. Watch the one from last night. It was all. Yeah, watch the one from last night. Problem. Yeah, that's not a problem. And we're really on not Instagram. Probably going to get us a lot of heat, whatever. What? We have famously well, been referred to as relatively unknown, and I'm very proud of that. We're, yeah. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I will say, Splinter Fox, if you do want a. Um, if you'd want to, I have something in the chamber about AEW, mm. so I'll fire Maybe it out. We'll close on that one. But um, yeah, the thing I did like about the McDonough and Wesley thing, though, was that um, JD. I've not seen it. Wasn't even reversals. But did you notice the control that JD kept on Wes Wes's arm? Mm -hmm. In kickouts. And in transitions, he kept grabbing his wrist. And he would roll into something else and grab his wrist again. Like, it was really clever in a way that was pretty crazy to me. I was like, why have we not seen someone consistently reverse in the idea of, I'm going to hold on to this? I mean, I guess yeah. I say, did you see it? But there were certain points where obviously Wes went to try to run and boom, his arm was caught again. Like, yeah. JD kept control of, of Wes's wrist in such a way that... Yes, it sucks that Wes keeps getting his ass handed to him, but he was facing something like he's never faced before in a number of ways. One, a guy as vicious and crazy as McDonough. I like Vic Joseph screaming, get him off me, get him off me, when JD went mm -hmm. and grabbed his ankle. Mm -hmm. um, but he's probably never fought anybody who kept that level of control, and he probably is used to being able to roll through something and someone grabbing that arm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, this... Usually I get away, like just from a kayfabe standpoint. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're also two smaller guys. Yes. So it's very rare, too, when you see Wesley with a smaller guy around his size, too. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. there's always that contrast. Yeah. So, yeah. But I did notice that. I just was like, is that like... uh? jd mcdonough thing where because i don't ever i don't remember seeing him do that like that or maybe i just kind of chalked it up to they're small dudes and when you have a guy that's you that's around your size not in like weight but i'm talking about you know height and everything that those kind of moves are easier to try to do but then again i i don't know i i i, I don't know i don't do that stuff but I mean, I, I think of like a like Zack Sabre Jr. for lack of or Thatcher. Mm -hmm. Thatcher wouldn't have that kind of like hold where he's consistently grabbing one part of the body all yeah. the time, like reverses yeah. it into this and there. Yeah. So that was very unique in that sense. Yeah. But I kind of just like I think really dismissed it because of the size of the two of them. But now that you really mention it, now it's making me wonder, I mean, if I should go back and watch and see if he was doing that with other opponents or yeah. bookmark it in my head to when he does wrestle, see if he does do that. Because I don't think, like a that, thing. yeah, I don't think that Braun though, I, would, I won't, I don't think that Braun would be the kind of person that that would like 
really work on. Mm-hmm. The size again, yeah, it was the size. Exactly, yeah, break away. But, yeah. yeah, but now I'm curious. So, mm-hmm. Spinner Fox does say, I have to say, World's Collide was okay, but why was there so many interferences? Uh, only the men's and women's was clean wins. On a five match card, you're talking about three out of five, dude. That's like that. That's not like so many. Uh, he goes, I don't know. Uh, that is just how I see it. The women's triple threat match was the best match of the night. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was too. Um, I, I think the other deal is that it's um, it's a show. So they have some of these talents for the next night. We were talking about that. Every interference led to another match for NXT Tuesday with big name stars. Now you have Ricochet versus Trick. Now you have Toxic Attraction against Dewdrop and and uh, uh, Nikki. Uh, mm-hmm. What was the other one that had the interference? Oh, the tag match. Uh, we didn't even talk about the tag match. Yeah, well, I don't care for that match. Um, but that was a throwaway one, anyways. The tags or whatever. But you end up with now using Beta Ricochet, Beta. Nikki, and Dewdrop on NXT. Yeah, yeah. It's what the interference leads is supposed to lead to something else storyline, and it did. So it's not like interference yeah. for no sake. Um. Yeah. Let's see, but after Wesley lost again, we had the backstage stuff with so Tony and D'Angelo and Stax are back there doing their own thing. Um, mm-hmm. They had that interaction with Cameron Grimes. Cameron says he doesn't need him, throws coffee at him, and then now next week there's going to be a tag match. Um, mm-hmm. D'Angelo and Stax against Cameron and a partner of his choosing or a mystery partner. I think. Mm-hmm. He's going, I think that Cameron's going to go out there alone like he doesn't have a partner. I think they'll even start the match. And I think Joe Gacy comes out and helps Cameron win. How did I figure that that's what you were going to say? Because that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Which will make it interesting because he says he doesn't need nobody ever. But yeah, maybe Gacy helps him win and helps him see the way. Mm. Oh, I can't wait to get my figure up to buy it to check. Hey, did you see much of Joe Gacy before he was in NXT when he was on the Indies? What was his Indies name? I think it was Joe Gacy when I looked him up. No, because I think with Joe Gacy, um, he, if I'm not mistaken, we never, there's a lot of people that we never saw out West. Like I never saw Mello at Mm. all, Mm. at all. Gotcha. Um, Even because like, the wrestle last WrestleCon I went to um, was was it New Orleans? But also you had heard of yeah. of Casanova, so I didn't know if you had heard of Gacy. Gacy, I did actually. I remembered hearing so, the name because someone I know that smiley face button is something from his old gimmick on the Indies. Oh really? Hmm. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, I looked up pictures of him, or someone posted a thing of him recently, and. He was basically there with long hair, and he had, like, tights on, and his name was also Joe Gacy, and it was weird to me. I was flipping out. Actually, hold on. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, Kool-Aid Man says, uh, yeah, it was Joe Gacy. He was a deathmatch guy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. DZW. Okay. One of my yeah. friends who's a and Grimes fan, mm-hmm. she's been freaking out because she's like, please listen up. And I'm like, calm down. I don't know. Well, so kind of wild, all the deathmatch guys I know out here in Arizona mm-hmm. have made the same joke that everyone always makes, but also has said, but it's true. The idea of like, if you don't know how to wrestle, you be a deathmatch guy. 
uh, they've made that joke being like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to wrestle. So I'm a deathmatch guy. But then they look at the other guys do what they do and they go, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually not very good at a lot of that other style stuff. It does, it's just, just what I can do. And the crowd likes it. And I love doing it. Yeah. I've even seen some of them tell their kids who said they want to be a wrestler that they're like, Oh, train me. He goes, I'm not a good person to train you. Cause I'm not good at it. Let's get you someone good. At like I've seen those conversations happen. Yeah. Right. So I'm not trying to discount all of deathmatch wrestling because I'm I'm not at all. Uh, matter of no. fact, Nick Gage, from what my understanding is and what I've seen and what I've heard, if you actually put him in a chain wrestling match, he'll do just fine. He's a very yeah. skilled wrestler. Who oh, he is. You to, would. Yeah. Yeah, you would not think that. Yes, but he is a skilled wrestler who happens to lean into the deathmatch thing for sake of gimmick and and uh, uh, making the fans okay. happy and having that uh, persona. You know what I mean? Like. I am you know, MDK, right? So um, that's just to say that when you think about like Joe Gacy being just one of those deathmatch guys on the indies who when you look him up, you can't find a lot, but you do find that. It's like he's really he good it. technically in ring, and he's really yeah. good cleaned up. Like it's kind of crazy. Because he did evolve. Mm-hmm. And so, again, evolve, you know, never came out this way. CZW never came out this way. So that's why yeah. we it's yeah, pretty cool. But uh, we'll say that um he was one of the ones because I I kind of think of Gacy kind of like Janela. Mm-hmm. That kind of style yeah. of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You do the death uh, match, but then at the end of the day, you know that it's gonna shorten your shit. So you're kind of getting away from it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. I see it. And you're skilled mm-hmm. enough to get away from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see, as the show goes, Mako and Roxanne, we talked about fantastic. Kool Aid mm-hmm. says RSP got away from death matches too. Remember, he's saying shit's Shane Page, right? Yep. So oh, I love him. RSP. Fucking, there's something about RSP that I don't know. He just makes me laugh. I don't know if it's intentional or whatnot. And I had told him last time I saw um, him wrestle live, I was like, I just had to tell you that I don't know. There's just something about his like persona. It just makes me laugh. Mm. It, you know, it, it does. And I, I, I just don't know why. And then him, if you guys get circle six near you guys, um, that's where he wrestles quite a bit, RSP. And then um, Atticus Coger, that's another real good good guy to watch. Deathmatch, but however, has the skills to do other things. So, mm. yeah. Uh, let's see, Ricochet and trick i'm not really going to talk about the back some of the backstage stuff was kind of is what it is we'll see if it turns into anything yeah we haven't talked about him much if you want to i don't have a lot to say at this point mm-hmm. but it looks like that super diva guy is going to be on in a match next week do you have much to say about him or you just kind of want to see how it plays well, out and talk about it later i want yeah i want to see how it plays out but you could hear like crowd reaction in the back so I'm like, in the background, I'm like, what's the deal? Yeah. You know, so I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm like, am I interested to see what this is? Maybe. It could be something that goes terribly bad. I don't know if this is like their homage to have someone like an Effie. I don't know. So it'll be very interesting to see. Yeah. All right. Uh, Axiom versus Nathan Frazier, and I see uh, Splinter Fox's comment. We're going to get to that at the end because, uh, like you said, you had a thing you want to say about AEW, and this is an AEW question, so we'll we'll save that for the very end. Uh, Axiom mm-hmm. defeating Nathan Frazier. 
in the best of three series. It was a really good match. Yeah. I just, I have a hard time caring about Axiom right now. I don't really care at all. Right. And that's a shame. It's a shame. No, Spinner Fox says Cole is streaming right now. Amanda, should I tell him you said hi or will he ban me? He won't ban you. <laughs> tell him that Mr. Jane says hi. Yeah, you could. Go, go, go. Let's see what he says. Either uh, he'll be all, oh my God, or no. Oh. <laughs> he said, do I play Supercard because uh, there's a new Bailey Money in the Bank card that it's, that's sweet. I used to play Supercard when it first came out. So I'm sure if I logged in, I'd have some like some old fucking Supercards in there. But I stopped because I find that when I play some of the, especially the WWE games that have microtransactions, I get so into it and I like wrestling so much that I go, ah, what's 20 bucks here and there? And before I know it, I've spent embarrassing money on it. Not like thousands. I've never spent so much that people would be like, what are you doing? But like, there's always a point where I go, I've spent too much money on this digital thing for these little bits. That's why I, I try not to play most of those anymore just because I will. I'm a sucker for it, obviously. Obviously a sucker for it. So then what I started doing too is I'd play those games and when like a thing would come out, they'd be like, oh, for 10 bucks you can get this. I would then- You're like, oh, okay. Right, well, I would say, well, I want to do it. Uh, and then what I would end up doing is be like, don't do it, don't do it. Take that 10 bucks, go to eBay and see what you can get uh, on eBay physical for 10 bucks of that person. That's why I ended up with the, such a big trading card. Um, uh, I got like, I mean, he says he guilty. He got the Bailey card. That's what I'm saying, dude. But I've got, got 15, 20 different signed Bailey trading cards. Like I've got more Bailey autographs than, than anybody else. Cause it's all like, oh, I can get this one for this much. Oh, I'll do this and like I'll save up instead. So like I've got a trading card collection now that's pretty cool to me, but probably not valuable to most people because it's like a lot of Sami Zayn, a lot of Bailey, you know, like just random ones. Uh, but yeah, Axiom Nathan Frazier is good. I think Nathan Frazier should probably move around. Uh, let's yeah. See. Spinner Fox says she looks like a sexy soccer mom. She is the goat. Well, those aren't the same. It's weird. Same sentence. He, uh, Spinner Fox says, just tell Amanda says, says hi. Yeah. Tell him. Uh, how should he say it? Should you say Amanda Jane? Yeah. Say Amanda Jane with a watch. If you say Miss Amanda Jane, because there's a lot of cults kind of dingy in the head. Hmm. But, um, I know this, I will say this. If he ever references an Amanda, it's me. But when people go to him, generally, depending on who it is, he usually knows. But since I've been kind of, yeah, I don't want to yeah. quiet. But yeah, no, he'll he'll know. Or if um, I go in there, he goes. He always gets excited when I go in the his things. But I don't like it because he he has a click in there, and I'm like, I don't do that shit, dude. I'm old. Well, maybe we'll be out of here in time for you to jump in there and raise a little ruckus with Splinter Fox. You two can team up in there. Splinter oh, Fox, no. get your Splinter back Fox, in the chat. You've seen, him, you've seen him get all excited when I've been in there. Come on now. What's I'm saying? But Splinter <laughs> Fox got your back in the chat. I know you do, but yeah. It's hard to uh, compete with all those like people. Like, you know. As weird as this Javier Bernal thing is, I actually am I don't strangely excited to see him go up against Hank the security guard. I think this Hank dude. Really? Something about him, I think, there's something about him. And so I'm excited that this coming up week we're getting Hank versus Javier because I really want to see Hank, and I want to see what he's got. I think he's going to be uh, uh, like a hidden gem in there. That's my hunch. Or the whole thing's a mess and is awful. We'll see, man. We'll talk yeah. about it. 
I had I was like thinking to myself, okay, this is your NXT anniversary and we're getting this match. What the fuck? No offense. Yeah, no offense. Watch him take off his shirt and he has a giant Chompa tattoo on his stomach, just like Chompa's face. It's so good. Uh, and then the main event, Braun Breaker, Tyler Bay against Gallus. I just thought it was a great match. I'm excited at the idea that we could potentially have Bate and Gallus staying here. Mm-hmm. Braun Breaker's a badass. I don't know who's next for him. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I almost feel like this would have been a good time to go ahead and have him lose just so he can move up, but I don't but know. But now there's but two Brons. Yes, it's true. We have Braun Strowman back. Now we have two Brons. So are we just going to call him Breaker? What's going to happen? He might. I bet you. I would bet. I would bet uh, Splinter Fox's Bailey card that when Breaker makes it to the main roster, he's Rex Breaker. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I bet you he drops Braun and comes out as Rex. Well, you kind of have to. Because God forbid. God forbid. Especially because you don't want to be part of the choo-choo train that is Braun Strowman. A choo-choo. You don't want to be on any train unless it's the windy choo-choo train. That's true. The choo-choo train that we like is windy choo. So, when Wendy Chu gets called up, she will join Braun Strayman. Yeah, Braun Strayman. Strayman. And they will be the, the choo-choo train. Speaking of which. Challenge. I knew that coming out. I'm like a producer lady's here now. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I don't know if you touched on this yesterday. But um, with Braun, but you saw the AC3, because um, I know you and I had talked about it. Just, oh, yeah, you um, posted about not knowing the future of CYN. Yeah. Well, before we talk about well, that, was there anything else about NXT you want to talk about? And then we'll talk a little CYN and we'll talk a little AEW and then we'll get out of here. Um, no, I mean, I'm excited for next week. So it'll either be wonderful, a wonderful celebration, or it can be a shit show. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, so EC3 posted about CYN and not knowing the future of it. My understanding, because Braun had said somewhere that he invested a bunch of money into CYN. So I feel that when he <laughs> got signed over to WWE, he was all like, yoink, and taking his money back. <laughs> uh, interesting. It's kind of wild, too, because so much of CYN was kind of anchored on Cross and Braun. And now EC3 is just standing there like Will Smith in an empty mansion. Just wondering what happened here, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I wonder what happens to them. I have no idea because well, I know that there's a few people who... I knew some people who had been involved in some of the shows who said it was a really good time and felt like it was a nice environment, you know? So, and we talked unlike, about it before. For whatever, for good or bad, it's staying true to who they want to be, and that's cool. Yeah. And unfortunately, look what happened over it. AEW, but oh, yeah. um, it's funny yeah. that a lot of people think that Punk should go there. I was gonna say he should. Punk should absolutely yeah, go really to CYN. He should fund yeah. it, and then he should be out there being the biggest asshole in the business and actually do the yep. thing he always said he should have done to begin with. Right? The mm-hmm. thing that's ironic about Punk's hatred for everyone backstage in AEW is these are the guys who actually did the things 
that Punk always said he would, but never did. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. Punk was always talking about trying to put together some money and some crew and make an alternative to WWE where the where the wrestlers were in charge and the creative freedom was more available. And what ended up happening? He waited for someone else to do it and then shit on them for doing it. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Punk, put your money where your mouth is, which, by the way, happens to be up your own ass. Go join CYN. Do it. Be part of EC3's little crew there and everyone can know what you're really about. I hope I will say this. Go ahead. You know, jealousy's a bitch. He's a bitch. <laughs> there are a lot of people that are on in AEW that okay, maybe they were year oneers, maybe they weren't, whatever. But there's enough people there that have done fucking hell of a lot more than CM Bunk ever would do. And I find it ironic that when he says, oh, you know, Colt's jealous of me. I'm like, what? In what universe? In what universe? Okay. Anything, you were jealous of him. Stat show. People, you know, I'll I'll go up and dig old news. But there were things that he got to do that Colt never got to do. Colt was never ROH champion. No, that's the only reason why he went back because it was promised to him. And again, in that another lie. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Adam Cole. You fucked that one up big time. I'll never forgive the Bucks and Adam Cole for that one. I'm like, that was Cole's moment. He had lethal pit. Um, I was there. Real quick, as far as like breaking news goes, uh, because this is happening right now at UFC, they were doing a press conference for one of their fights coming up. And Dana mm-hmm. White came out and canceled the press conference because apparently there were several – the two guys who were supposed to be in the press conference got into an actual fight backstage. Punches, kicks were thrown, as were objects and water bottles is what's being reported. So the press conference got canceled altogether. So funny, that whole life-imitating art thing. You know what I mean? Like CM Punk just – this happens over the weekend. UFC gets actually heated. I wonder – do you think the UFC guys watch AEW and said, nah, we're not having that? <laughs> Dana White was like, okay, guys – Who's problems with each other? Okay. We got to up this motherfucker. Yeah. For one, you and Dana White's all like CM Punk ain't getting me again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God damn it. I get He's not taking my money another time. I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to hit up the chat real quick. Oh, wait. Do you have anything to say about UFC? I was going to say, yeah. We're, there, it, there's a lot of pettiness and I'm all here for it. Oh, and Dana it. White is a person where I know that he would be pretty petty. So... Yeah. Spinner Fox does say, oh, off tracks Braun. Way to bust your ass on the return. Dude, it was so funny. As soon as he slipped, I went, well, that's going to be the internet for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. No cash cows. I'm going to get back to that one. Spinner Fox does say he skimmed raw. It's getting better. Must be loving Johnny Wrestling. Theories being groomed for stardom. Yeah, Johnny Wrestling and Dexter are like two worst things on raw right now. Which is, it is getting much better. If you haven't been seeing any of the um, Sami Zayn stuff in the Bloodline, you should definitely go check that out. Yeah, I've seen some. I'm like, so this is what Spinner Fox had to ask. He said AEW with a question mark, and I don't know why. But he goes, I just hope Phil is fired. We all do. He said, yes, the Elite are at fault too. They could have waited for the media scrum to end and then talked to Spineless TK to get a meeting with all of them. But, quote, good old boy Phil said his door is always open, but then didn't say his hands will be the first thing you'll see. To me, 
didn't like Phil. To me, didn't like Phil was, quote, going into business for himself. And he was acting like a baby, but saying everybody else was one. Or did he want to get fired to set up the cult talk? I don't know. Yeah, we really dove into that one yesterday, too. Like, I do think that, yeah, super hypocritical to be talking shit about people going into businesses for, you, for themselves on TV in a storyline, in an angle, because it got too personal that now you're literally sitting with media in front of the boss next to him going far deeper and far worse of shit talk of the boss and all the other bosses in front of the media not for storyline is a whole different side of going to business for yourself that's just being a piece of shit yeah. um and he goes i just want phil to go away and walk his dog and read his comic books he is jealous of the young locker room uh they can out wrestle him and out mic him and it's been proven already i agree with that too the other thing i think is ironic i don't know if i mentioned this here or not because i mentioned it somewhere else once cm punk only seems to know about marvel comics every time he talks about comic books he talks about marvel heroes but he talks shit about WWE fans saying that all they like is WWE. And he doesn't understand how people can say they're wrestling fans, but only like WWE. He goes, when there's this big spectrum of indie wrestling and other alternative wrestlings, but the only comics he reads, I even saw him compare WWE to or wrestling to comics and only use Marvel examples. And I was like, dude, Marvel is the WWE of comics and you're obsessed with them. How do you not get how some people can be obsessed with WWE, the marvel of wrestling? Like, what is the matter with you? Like, he's so dense. Um, and then Spinner Fox says, I bet Sammy's out of the bloodline with little bro coming in. Solo Sokoa's appearance in the bloodline is amazing. I hope that opens the door for Jacob Fatu, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Really get the bloodline badass. But. It's a cool picture out there. Um, I'm going to retweet it. That uh, photographer, um, Mikey Nolan, uh, had taken at um, an APW event that pretty much is almost, I mean, so, Solo's in there, Fatu is in there. I mean, everybody almost, you know, except for the signed guys are all up in that photo. It's like amazing when you look at this photo, you're like, holy fuck, that family runs deep. We need the whole bloodline in there. But oh, yeah. yeah, but it's cool, Steve. So. Yep, yep. Um, that's all I had to say about what he had to say. You go ahead and say whatever you wanted because you also had something about AEW kind of were Yeah, at. so I don't I don't know what's going on tomorrow with Rampage because I almost feel like everything is overshadowed but there's mm -hmm. still some bits that came off of the pay-per-view that I'm like, what the fuck? That mm -hmm. kind of funky Ricky Starks promo that I showed you. Mm -hmm. That's kind of funky. And I'm like, okay, so you're continuing this stupid feud? Whereas, like, is it because Tony Khan is too stupid to realize that, you know, you've got some great things? So firing Phil and, you know, um, Ace Steel and all that shit, no one cares. You're better off, you know? But I don't know. I don't know. And then I feel kind of bad for Mox, too who's going to go on a little vacation, which is well-deserved for him. Uh -huh. Now he has to come back to this shit. Thanks, Phil. For ruining things. Yeah, see, he's just not a good person. People, not a good person. Ruining vacations. I don't know why his dog likes him, you know. 
but I have a feeling that the dog maybe was that dog looks a little evil so and I know people are like don't mess with the dog that's rude I go he looks evil okay I think Kenny wanted to get the dog out of the situation because he didn't know if that dog was going to bite people you know what's weird too uh, as a secondary thing in AEW is Christian Cage also got injured and he's going to be out eight like six to nine months anyways as well so why yeah. get the shit out of Jungle Boy like that why not just give Jungle Boy the win and have Cage come back in nine months like nothing like forget it I'm over it you know what I mean you can still yeah, do all it, the other stuff and at least had a story coming out of it. Now you have Christian beating the shit out of Jungle Boy and then disappearing. Yeah. Well, that's maybe they knew he was injured and that's why um, Luchasaurus came back out and beat the shit out of Jungle Boy. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They, they deal with it. Apparently, it looks like Tony is dealing with injuries in weird ways. Let's just put it at that. Sunder Rosa. Punk, Christian, you know, who knows? It's very weird. Mm -hmm. But we still are getting uh, CM Punk figure 79, Cody Rhodes 105. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. So, see, Spinner Fox says, um, I messaged Cody on Instagram and did my apologies to him. This is the way, this is the why he left AEW to get away from Toxic Phil. He fucked up so much. Go back, Splinter Fox, and watch the last promo that he cut uh, right before his ladder match against uh, Sammy Guevara. He cut a promo on, on CM Punk. And at the mm -hmm. time, it was really confusing and weird. But when you watch it now, you go, oh, he's completely explaining it all to everybody right now. No uh, so stuff. Cody leaving people. Oh, no, uh, not getting. Yeah, Code <laughs> Stradamus. Uh, Cody leaving people, not getting re-signed. Re Phil played spineless TK like a puppet. He goes, set up Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy until Christian gets back. I think you could have still had Lucha Boy or Lucha Lucha Source and Jungle Boy without Christian having to get the dominant win like that. Uh, and he wants Jamie to BCC because she's so over the pay per view. Do you think Jamie Hader fits in the Blackpool Combat Club? Yeah, I think Serena D fits better. I do, but you know, DMD, that's a handicap right there. She's not good at all. And then you have someone like a Jamie Hader who I think is phenomenal. And it would all it would do is elevate her another level, and they need to have a woman in there, you know. Yeah, that's just, that's just my feeling with that. Yeah, I and think Serena Deeb's a better fit, but I do think that could work. Yeah. Yeah, but I think Serena Deeb's kind of doing the shit on her own, you know. But yes, she would be a great fit because you know, obviously, the learning tree of Serena mm -hmm. Deeb, Regal, and all those guys. Yeah, and then but. No, but in the style of fighting, I definitely would say uh, Jamie Hader comes up, mm -hmm. comes up with that. Um, I know. I love how, I love how petty. A lot of well, not petty. I don't even want to say petty. I just love that people who are on a certain people have obviously taken sides to everything. Every day, there's someone new that you're finding. Oh, mm -hmm. they're feeling safe to voice an opinion which is, I think is phenomenal. So right now it feels like the only people who are really kind of on that team punk is, are the people who have, are, they think they have something to benefit from. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm waiting. You're going to get some people who I think on that roster are going to be Tony Yesman. So whatever Tony says, oh yes, yes, yes. 
some people like, fuck y'all, you know, this, you know, I'm taking a side. And I think that it's not a house divided because I think most people are probably on the side of the young bucks. And I think rightfully so. But mm-hmm. again, you know, I don't know. It, it, yeah, just get rid of them. Just let it go. What would have been great was if they had put Colt in that tournament and Tony gave that fucking belt to Colt. That'd have been funny. That'd uh, be funny. I say, read the Elite to WWE March. It could totally happen. I actually see a world where it could happen, to be honest, but I don't know. And he does say Miro's tweet was the best uh, about Phil, LOL. Uh, Spin Fox, the funny thing, too, is if you go back and look at the timestamps of it, uh, someone had made a comment on my on my feed about how Miro had tweeted about CM Punk, and it makes a little more, more sense now. And I went back and found it where he retweeted the, the Phil tweet about um, standing up for your coworkers, and then he retweeted it with a laughy face. I retweeted it because I thought it was funny and timely, and like 30 minutes later, Miro retweeted it himself. So I think that my retweet came across his feed and he could said you know that is funny you know what i mean so we'll see i just trying to see if any other news is coming out and i don't see anything else so i say yeah. we come back next week and uh see where we're at see what the hell's going on with everything you got anything else should we go to the internet the two three of us haha no <laughs> uh, i'm not good at rating stuff i don't let me see if i can No, all you do is you go into his thing if he's still streaming and is he still streaming Box? Because that would be kind of funny to be all like, hey, uh, mm-hmm. I'm doing that. I just hope that people aren't in there calling him Scott. Okay? Oh. Here's my PSA I again. I think Spinfox because... is the only one in our Twitch, so it would be rating uh, just us. Well, that's okay, because Spinfox is there, but then I'm coming in. So... I'm not even logged in. I don't we'll know be how, hey, how you doing? We're just gonna call it. I can't do it. Sorry, sorry, Colt. I don't know how to do it. Colt can teach me how. I'll rate him next time. All right, guys. We'll be back next week, right here in the dive bar, of the IWC, to go over this crazy mess. Uh, guys. Look, see, he's saying it's host slash. Can you do it, Splinter Fox? Do you know how? I don't know how to do this. All right, guys. That's it. I'm calling last call. Cheers. Cheers. Producer Lady here, thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the eye and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers! I would never have a drink with Weston on the rocks.